Van Skabel once said, humility in politics means accepting that one party does not have all the answers, recognizing that working in partnership is progress, not treasury. Keep this in mind. As we discuss today, the recent trip of the European Union Council President Charles Michel to China and what does it mean for the future of a relationship between Europe and China. My name is Dr. David Wararu. And my name is Dr. Ross Stewart. And you are watching Geopolitics in Conflict. China says it will strengthen its strategic communication and coordination with the European Union. The EU Council President's visit to China is quite symbolic. Well, I think the important to note that the genesis of this trip, EU officials say, was a discussion that was held very much behind closed but doors. But let me tell you, they were very careful about communication around this. There were no phones allowed in the room. It is, in fact, very strategic at this time when the EU and Europe is struggling with its right approach toward China. The world is a random, meaningless chaos, or is it? How do some of the best, wealthiest, and most powerful people seem to know what's coming before it happens? Well, one way is that they create the circumstances in their favor, but the other is that they know how to read the world's stage and spot patterns and trends in key areas. They don't get lost in the overwhelm of endless information. They know what's important to pay attention to using their own formulas, and most importantly, they know where to put that information to actually make it usable. Would you like to be able to do the same thing? Well, we have a course that teaches you to do that exact same thing. It's called No Nonsense Politics. So if you want the leg up that some of the world's brightest have, as well as an online community of people who think for themselves just like you, check it out. Link in the description box below. Charles Michel's trip to China might end up being a game changer. This is a big deal. Indeed. You know, by the way, the trip took place already. We decided not to address it right away because we wanted to wait on the President Xi's trip to Saudi Arabia. Yeah, we're not about reporting the news. No, no, we're we're talking about trends, patterns, and you having a deep understanding about what's going on so you can predict what's coming. You're absolutely correct. By the way, we got a viewer last time that put a comment that where said you guys are late to the news. And I answered back, I said, respectfully, we are not a news outlet. <laughs> we don't do news. We provide you insights, brief analysis on the issues so you put things in perspective for you to understand. So why this trip was important? Well, for many, many reasons. You can start with the economic one, then you tackle the security, then you tackle the geopolitical and all that. So we're going to focus on two key aspects, on the economics and the geopolitical aspects. So, so economically, the, uh, Charles Michel's trip, which was interesting, the timing of it, he went after the German chancellor went to, to China. Interesting, yeah. huh? Which tells you what? There is this unity within Europe itself. You know, we've addressed this earlier about the harbor situation in Hamburg, Germany. Yes. 23, this is a big investment for China. Yeah. They have now 23% of the harbor area in Hamburg, Germany, which is one of the major ways goods come in and out of Germany and Europe, Northern yeah, Europe. That was, yes, I remember that. And it became a big problem inside the German government. So. 
So, but basically, the trip for Michelle. Yeah, Michelle. Michelle. It's basically to address the trade between Europe and China. And one of the issues was he wants a balance of payments. As much goes in as comes out. Well, yeah, because the trade deficit. I got the number here, Ross, for the trade deficit between uh, uh, the European Union and China. It's a little bit high. You know, <laughs> <That> <laughs> if I, if I use the term. Yeah. <laughs> so the annual deficits in, in goods, the trade deficits in goods and services amount to about 230 billion, billion dollars. euros. Oh, euros. euros. It's even more. Yeah. To me, it looks like Europeans, the EU that is, are realizing the failed policies they embarked on regarding the sanctions on uh, Russia. Especially in the energy market. Oh boy. Because, because it's simple, because, for example, Germany, you got corporations that, that they will be shutting down because there is no access to gas. And we're seeing some major manufacturing moving out of Germany. Now, that's just not temporary. Yeah. Well, that's B- permanent. BMW did. BMW. They moved their operations to, to China. So. so that is the reason why. Could also exp- the trip could also explain uh, the, the idea that European Union are realizing we can't be following the U.S. blindly here, especially given the trade war between the United States and China. Because we produce everything. Where do we produce all of our stuff? Debt. <laughs> you know, in the geopolitical end of this, yeah. China has some very firm positions that they wanted Michelle to, to endorse. Yeah. Starting with... Keep out of China's internal affairs, which happens at what's the top of the list? Taiwan. Taiwan. Taiwan, indeed. indeed. And also, you know, Europe is, Europeans have been screaming for, you know, more freedom, more this, that, and other things. Yeah. And they seem to have very little understanding of the 5,000 years of continuous Chinese culture and how, what a transition is really going to be like. Because yeah. it's not going to be fun or friendly. And it's because it's going to go counterculture. Now, we also are seeing that so many students have been, been abroad that they have some understandings of, of uh, what Western versions of freedom and democracy are. Mm-hmm. And they're necessarily going to take them home with them. And as they get into leadership positions, it'll be interesting watching the transition. How is it going to happen? Yeah, there, yeah. there's certainly a lot of conversation about where China's headed. But the, for, for Xi Jinping and the Chinese government to demand, leave us alone in terms of your critical judgment of yeah. how we run our country. country. Yeah. Well, that's one, th- one of the topics that Charles Michel addressed with uh, President Xi Jinping was about the security issues in Asia, mainly regarding the democracy and human rights and freedom and all that about Taiwan. And, but there is another issue that loomed large, which, believe it or not, did not get enough coverage. And that one is that the European Union is hoping that China will pressure Russia regarding the Ukraine conflict because China and Russia have a good relationship. Oh, do they ever? As a matter of fact, I did read somewhere, I can't confirm this, but I did read it elsewhere from outside the US, is that it was China that sort of convinced the Russians not to use tactical nuclear weapons. Really? That's what I found. I can't confirm that, but I did read it. Thank God somebody convinced them. Well, it's because the relationship between the two. So could it be that the European Union Council President trip to China is also regarding this issue? Because Europe is certainly paying the price 
in high energy cost. You know, virtually everywhere in Europe is paying the cost of what's going on in Ukraine. Yeah. Well, they are realizing, they are seeing where the economy in Europe is going. You know, I've heard any number, and, and I, I think that, uh, I, don't quote me on this one either. Yeah. But I think I was reading that Michel, yeah. he, had, he had some fairly strong opinions about wanting to steer clear of the U.S. dedication to slowing down the Chinese economy so that the United States could have a more powerful position economically. Yeah. And I think that, that is, that's more and more prevalent in Europe today. They say, we don't want to be any part of that. Exactly. We want to do good business with China. Yeah. And we don't want to be part of some, some conflict that only serves the United States. Yeah. Well, they are waking up to that reality. This is why you had the French president came over to the U.S. He didn't come just for a state dinner. Yeah. He came also to tell the U.S., hey, guys, you guys are benefiting on our backs. You're benefiting from this Ukraine conflict. So this is part of the issue where I see it going. But also because Europeans are realizing the deals that China has been cutting with other countries, like, for example, Qatar. Yeah. Which we did a, a video on that one. They got a deal for 27 years. You know, <laughs> European Union didn't get any because Qatar ignored the EU. Qatar only cut a deal with one country in the European Union. And that country is Germany. That's it, oh. for 15 years. Oh, the French ought to be thrilled with that. That's why French President Emmanuel Macron was trying to push in the direction of maintaining economic ties with China, despite what the U.S. is saying. So they're looking after the interest because they realized the failed policies they embarked on regarding yeah. the sanctions. And, and it's straightforward. This is why I believe the European Union Council President went to China is to reaffirm the EU position regarding where things are headed. Why? It's because Olaf Scholz, when he went to, to, to China, I remember Olaf Scholz went by himself. He didn't want to go with the French president. Yeah. Because he wanted to cut a deal for Germany, not for the EU. You know, th that's positive and negative for one thing. Yeah. Olaf Scholz should be, should be looking out for the people of, of Germany. Germany. Yeah. And at the same time, He's hurting international relations with one of his closest neighbors. Exactly. France. Yeah. I mean. Well, things have changed. That's part of what geopolitical dynamics are all about. Things are changing constantly. So. You know, one of the things we keep emphasizing is yeah. every darn situation is complicated. It is. With indeed. many points of view. Yeah. And that's one of the reasons we're so dedicated to giving people understanding some factual data so they can come up with quality information. Cut through the confusion and say, yeah. here's what seems to be going on. Yeah. Well, apparently the, the, the trip is meant to cement that economic relations with China because they are, they, European Union, that is, not seeing any other way. You know, they can be purchasing gas uh, from the United States at 10 times the price. And for how long? You know? Right. Yeah. Let alone now the issues that exist within the EU. I don't know if you heard or not that there was a, an investigation about corruption inside the EU now. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Another corrupt organization. We're going to look at this, to that uh, <laughs> next week and we might do a video on the European Union, which basically, in my opinion, that spells out the beginning of the end as a block. Uh, I don't see them surviving if they don't fix this issue of the energy shortage. You know, and like I argued, only two weeks after the Ukraine conflict started, what did I say? I did say that Europeans will find out that they cannot live without Russian 
gas for two reasons cost and proximity yeah and they're finding out that so this is what i believe uh, uh, the european union council president went to china physically this is not even on a zoom or they went physically there and and the reason as i said earlier the reason we didn't want to address this earlier we wanted to wait for the uh, we were aware of the chinese president trip to saudi arabia we wanted to wait do it after but also to highlight to you the patterns and one of the thing, one of the many conclusions we can draw from this yeah. is people in europe are facing east where the economic powerhouse yeah seems to be developing or is already well developed well they are i mean you look at you look at now countries within the eu itself within the eu there are 12 countries now that are opposing the proposal of the eu of uh, uh, capping the gas prices oh. 12 internally are saying no we're not going to do it you know hungary stood firm against the eu i just find out this morning on my way to the studio ross that poland now decided not to support the eu aid to ukraine oh that's significant this morning, that is significant yeah. but guess what was the consequence of that the chief police was given a bomb as a gift in warsaw they bombed his car he survived believe it or not it was a gift but and poland all it poland said is that it was from a neighboring country they didn't disclose we're going to do a video about poland uh, sometime soon because you guys need to know what's going on western media is not reporting certain things anything to add to to this topic uh, ross You know, in terms of pointing out patterns and trends, yeah. I think we're doing the job. And I hope you find it worth succeeding in our number one goal for you. Well, I did because it takes us time to research all this information and so forth. So, we sure you appreciate what we're doing so. As always, prepare yourself for a changing world order. Till next time. Bye-bye.